Jackson header. But Gerrard! Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! What a headshot! Welcome back to Onto the Ball. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a minute and a bit, hasn't it? Jeez. <sighs> What is We're wrong with us? There. When did life get so stressful that we haven't got <laughs> time to chat ball for half an hour on camera when it's oh, no. all we do on group chats for 16 <laughs> hours a day? So, so why do I not sort out this backrest before I go live every time? How you doing, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Are you? Yeah, good. So that's it for another season. Manchester oh, no. City champions. After the whole Again. season of will they, won't they, the amount of time that Arsenal spent in the top. Um, but this video, we're going to basically just cover Man City. We'll do another video about Arsenal, where it went wrong, what went right, expectations, mistakes, Mikel Arteta, Europa League, all that jazz. So tune in to the next video for that. But tonight, it's all about Manchester City. They've got mm. another one in the bag, Travis. Five out of six titles. Uh, me and you've been going at it, hammering tongs on the group chat for a couple of days now. Yeah. You're a big advocate of Pep and his skill set. And I am too, in a way, I've just really got a bad taste in my mouth about the financial charges brought by our, our very own Premier League. And yeah. should that have an asterisk next to all their achievements since 2008. Um, but the good stuff first, Pep Guardiola, Manchester City, the well-oiled machine, once they get that bit between their teeth, January, February time, there's just no stopping them. They're just a juggernaut. Yeah, I mean, you, you run out of superlatives um, to, to describe the, the way they operate in, in every in every sense, like on and off the pitch, really, in terms of how they recruit the players that they get and like you said, they get to a certain stage in the season and it's just inevitable. You know that run's going to come where they can just string together between 10 to 15 wins on the spin. No draws, just straight win after win after win. And once that run comes, it's difficult for any side to stop it. So again, yeah, it, I was very, very confident that Arsenal were going to win the league this year. I yeah, thought it was a were, different Arsenal. Yeah, I thought it was a different Arsenal. It really did look like it. With nine, I mean, I think there was ten, nine games to go with an eight-point lead. I know City had that game in hand, but Arsenal still had to lose three or four games, which I just couldn't see happening. I mean, they'd been responding very well to setbacks, but I think the pressure got to them. But like, man, if if there's one team you don't want chasing you down, it's that Manchester City side. The thing is, like Manchester City, they've been there, done it before. Obviously, Arsenal. Everyone thought, well, experience tell in the end. Um, they're quite a young squad. I know they signed Zinchenko, Jesus, who'd done it all before, seen it all before with Man City. But um, Man City, this is just what they do. And even though they're fighting on three fronts still, I know they didn't win the League Cup. They've got the Champions League, throwing that into the mix. And even when Arsenal went out of the Europa League, you thought, looking at Man City, I think they still had the FA Cup semi-final to play. They yeah. still had Champions League games. They had almost double the amount of games left that Arsenal had. So you thought, you, you were almost trying to convince yourself, could this really yeah. happen? Um, and in the end, it was just too tall an order. Man City, I've just gone in overdrive. And I've been hitting you with lots of facts and stats the last two days. Um, the biggest one for me is that stat that I said, obviously they've got this massive squad, 
packed full of 50 million plus stars. And what I think is telling is that they've only got three players that have played 30 or more games. Uh, I haven't delved deep into it to know how many of them are sub. So for all I know, that might have been 25 starts and five sub, but there's only Rodri, Haaland, and who was the third one? Bernardo Silva. There's only mm. three players played 30 Premier League games or more. Now, if you think of Liverpool, Salah, the expecting to play 38 games a season. Same with Arsenal. They're looking at the likes of Odegaard, Martinelli, Saka, that it would have liked Gabriel, Saliba, probably Zinchenko as well. They're asking these players to play 38 games, get lucky with injuries, show an incredible amount of form, for a whole league season and try to hold it together for a whole season. And City don't have to do that for me. They've got such an abundance of talent, two players for every position. We've named them. Uh, you don't know who's going to be in the starting lineup, especially for FLP, uh, FPL players. I've just started playing this season. You obviously mm. want to pack it with three Man City players. You don't know which three to pick because it <laughs> could be any player at any time. The yeah. last month it's been Gundogan. If you haven't had Gundogan in, Obviously, Haaland is, is a must. They've been resting Kevin De Bruyne like no one's business the last two months. You're thinking, what is it for? Is he fell out with Pep? Um, but I think as it turns out, he's just keeping him fresh, ready for this big run-in, Champions League, FA Cup, treble chasing. Um, and in the end, if they win their game in hand now, they'll be 10 points clear with a game to play. How mm. on earth is that possible? when Man uh, Arsenal was still in a title race, only in April. It was Easter, wasn't it, when they went to Anfield? Yeah. It was at the start yeah. of April. So less than a month ago. I don't think the gap should be eight points. I think Arsenal have got to look at themselves for the reason the gap's that big. I mean, losing a two-goal lead at Anfield, a two-goal lead at West Ham, losing a, drawing at home to Bournemouth, drawing at home... Um, no, they beat Bournemouth, drawing at home when they were 2 0 down against Southampton. Yes, they show characters to come back. Um, but then they just dropped so many silly points as well to just make the gap much bigger than what it should be. And Arsenal have only got themselves to blame for the gap being this wide. Yes, City may, may still have caught them, but I think Arsenal can only look at themselves. They had some very, very winnable fixtures. Brighton at home losing heavily as well, losing mm -hmm. to Forest this weekend. And that's five fixtures that I've just rolled off the bat there where you'd think Arsenal should be picking up more or less maximum points in those games. So they'll be very disappointed with the way that this, their season has finished. And it's sort of like, I'm not taking anything away from City. Like I said, they've done the business. They've gone on this massive run. But like, I mean, just alluding to sort of the examples that you gave in terms of the squad rotation, there's no reason why Salah can't be on the bench and Nunes can be getting more minutes. The, the reason that happens is because Salah sort of is he's got that sort of status where he just he wants to play every game. Do you know what I mean? He demands it. It's just sort of a different, like I can't explain. It's like not a different situation. I think with Salah in particular, he will play every game. I don't think and I don't. I think you could bring any other forward to the club and he'd still play every game. It's just Mo Salah. Yeah, you know yeah I mean? maybe maybe that was a bad example there. Maybe like yeah. a Virgil van Dijk or... Yeah. I mean, you look, you've look. you only got to look at City's defence. Um, you're talking Akanji, Ake, Ruben Diaz, Laporte, mm. uh, John Stones, Kyle Walker, Cancelo before they, before they got rid of him. And mm. it could have been any of them eight 
if I've just named eight, in the back four or the back three. And mm. that's the kind of embarrassment of riches that they've got. But we'll, we'll get on to that. Um, yeah, yeah. What, what are the rest of us going to do to try and close that gap? I mean, it even felt like Pep was showing off a bit bombing Cancelo out on loan to Bayern Munich because he was like the best fullback in the league a little over 12 months ago, wasn't he? The next minute he's yeah. bombed out on loan and you're thinking, what on earth is Pep doing here? Is, is he lost the plot? Or is this um, Arsenal going to win the league now because Pep's losing his marbles? But if anything, he got rid of Cancelo, who's probably a bad apple, and they just went from strength to strength and got better and better. Yeah, I think... I just watched um, the Monday Night Football preview and they were talking about exactly the same thing. And they, they said in the last 12 years, Man City have won seven leagues. But the previous 12, and there was five different winners of the Premier League within that time. The previous 12 years, Manchester United won seven leagues and there was only three different winners. And then if you go back to like the Shankly days, when Liverpool won seven leagues, there was only three winners then as well. So... They've been talking about these periods of dominance by great managers. And, and this is what you sort of got to contend with. I think the question is, is how long is Pep Guardiola going to stay at Manchester City? I'm not saying there's nothing we can do, but it's going to be difficult. The task is very difficult, especially, like you said, the resources do have a part to play without a shadow of a doubt. The fact that they can replenish this squad more or less when they like and stuff. It does have a factor, but the ultimate the ultimate factor is is the manager. In my opinion, I think with this manager, it the brand of football that they play means that more often than not they're going to win more football matches. They have the ball the most. Do you know what I mean? They create the most chances in the league, and then on top of that, he improves players. I mean, if somebody said to you three years ago, Liverpool are going to be in, in for Nathan Ake to partner Van Dijk, you probably would have laughed. Do you know what I mean? So it's like what he's actually done with Nathan Aki to play him as like either a third centre-back or even a left-back. He's never really been a left-back in his career. He always played centre-half at Bournemouth. Bournemouth have always been a struggling team. I think that's just like sort of one example of a player who is turned into something that nobody probably thought was capable of. And, and again, same with John Stones, another one whose career was probably looking a little bit written off at Manchester City. He's, he's really responded well. So like you said, there's there's a lot of elements that suggest that obviously Man City are in a position of strength. They've got great owners and stuff, but their infrastructure is great as well. The sporting director that he bought with him from Barcelona and has mm. followed him and in terms of the identification of the player. I mean, even myself, I, I'm quite renowned for like knowing quite a lot of ballers abroad and stuff, but the likes of Rodri, I'd never even heard of him. I, I'll be honest, like I'd not really watched him play a lot. Um, I'd heard of Laporte before they bought him and he came for big money, but I think they've just assembled... Julian Alvarez, to... did you know him? No, never heard of him before. No, not really. I just knew he was like sought after, but not to the degree like... I didn't think he'd be coming on and scoring every game like he is now in the Premier League, put it that way. <laughs> I didn't think he'd be ripping it up. They could quite easily... I'm not saying they're going to bomb Haaland, but I think if Haaland weren't there and Alvarez started week in, week out, they probably still would have won the league. Um, yeah, the, the squad's right. that good. The squad is that good, and and the manager's that good. So yeah, the answer to your question, it's going to be extremely difficult to wrestle it away. It really is. How do you feel personally about the whole treble charge? Being a Man United fan, obviously, the treble has always been your your go to mm. 
insult to throw at other fans and that's yeah. in, in real risk of getting emulated now in it's better style games. as well let's be honest in better style two games mate yeah certainly in the league that. though I mean, 90-plus points. What did Man United get when they won the treble? Was it 81, something like that? Yeah, 81. Although yeah. you could maybe argue that Man United's run to the European Cup final was harder. Man mm. there was less games, wasn't there? Juventus Did twice. it go from... I think it went from group stage straight to quarterfinals, whereas yeah, now there there's second a round. second round. Um, yeah. But yeah, you obviously must be praying that Man United... Can stop Clutch up in this FA Cup final. That's that's literally what I'm banking on now, bro. I really am. Like I'm scared. I think they will. I think they will do us. Like I, I think we can beat them, but everything has to go right. All the defending has to go right. And we've been getting a lot. We've been winning a lot of games by one goal recently. United like one nils or two ones, or we're not scoring a lot of goals. So I'm just hoping we have one of those miraculous defensive displays where Man City batter us but just can't score and we just nick one like that that's literally what I'm hoping for but we'll have a game plan we we generally I've got a decent-ish record against Man City in a weird way like we get smashed in both games but somehow we win one of the games and we just even under Ole like we even did okay on <laughs> against Manchester City somehow I don't know how but yeah it's it's my only hope I think they'll do Inter comfortably to be fair so I think it's riding on this FA Cup final. But yeah, my my, my head's saying treble, my heart's saying we're going to stop it. So we'll, let, we'll see. I can't wait to find out. Um, but yeah, look, onto the bad stuff. We've been going hammer and tongs for the last couple of days about this. Financial yeah. irregularities, the 115 charges by the Premier League. Um, and obviously, from the banter point of view, it's like, why is it a problem now? Um when Liverpool yeah. have been competing with them the last five years, of course, when you're winning. Um, but at the same time, and you've mentioned Newcastle, will that be the same? And in a way, it will. However, it's just these charges. Something stinks here. These aren't mm. just allegations. They've they've done the investigation over a period of time. I don't know if that was over the months or years. Yeah. Um, and they've actually charged them with these 115 charges. Uh, I've got a list of them here, but I can't. I'm struggling to share the screen. Mm. Um, but, you know, in my opinion, let's see if I can do it. No, it's not going. In my opinion, this has taken away how good Pep is. And to me, that's not even Pep's fault. Mm. Because we've mentioned before, if a chairman says you've got money to spend, you're going to spend it. You're not going to ask the, the whys or the what ifs. So... It's the, his owners, his bosses that have put an asterisk next to the last 15 years of title wins, cup wins. And obviously, Pep's been brought into that since he came in. What did he come in? 2016, 2017? Yeah, 2016, yeah. Uh, and this investigation's right up to 2018. Um, and obviously, we had a bit of back and forth about, well, you know, that it's only up to 2018, but in my opinion, they'll still be carrying out these methods, these loopholes to this day right now. I'm sure it's even had a hand in the signing of Erling Haaland because when you look at that whole deal with wages, um, with the fee, I think it was 53 million to Dortmund, 25 million to his dad, mm. 50 million to his agent, which was Raiola, uh, rest in peace, um, and then his wages, he's rumoured to be on £850,000 a week. 
I don't know if that's including bonuses, but it doesn't really matter if it does because he scores every single game. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, whether it yeah, does yeah. or doesn't include the bonuses. We're yeah. talking three hundred million pounds plus. Hmm. That deal surely for one player is not possible. How can it be possible? If FFP is a thing. So are we saying then like the those contract details aren't being declared to the Premier League? Is that what we're saying? I, I think, and I'm not an expert in it, but from the limited amount of research I've done, which is obviously a bit of research, mm. they are kind of sports washing, as they call it now. So whereas a sponsor will sponsor you, say, 100 million to name the stadium for five years, they're their own sponsors. So it's like me sponsoring the wife when we share the same bank account. Wow. So it's like not a real sponsor. That's what I'm gathering. Okay. Um, as well as an inflated sponsor. And okay. there's obviously the governing body here is the football, which is accepting the money into the sport, but there's no governing body that cares that it's left another business, another type of business. Wow. I mean, to me, this just stinks all over. Mm. Yeah. And, and like you said, they've got questions to answer. I mean, they're adamant that they're innocent um the, the charges are there there's a lot of charges that they have to answer to and it's going to be interesting i think it like you said it if that thing if that kind of stuff is going on and they're guilty of it they need punishing for it if it's still going on they need to be punished for it no matter no matter what um i think if you look at the dates of of what of the period of time that they're investigating if there is any guilt there it stinks to me, like you said, in their early years, they're obviously paying all the paying all this illegal money or whatever they're doing in order to get maybe the players to sort of fast track to get themselves to the position that they got themselves to before Pep Guardiola. And then obviously once they've acquired Pep, they're not really doing it. But I don't know. Like I said, it's to me, it's all guesswork. We don't know. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of charges that they have to answer to. And, and I think, like you said, for the, for the public's sake, for Manchester City's sake, the quicker it's put to bed, the better. Um, because that is it, the funny it's... one, though, isn't it? Like, why? Like, Man City obviously don't want it to rumble on, do they? And the Premier League cannot let it rumble on. How could they let Man City win 10 titles in a row and then finally get to the crux of it and hand out sanctions or be proven yeah. uh, that Man City are uh, not guilty. Let's be honest that it could happen. They might have a hotshot lawyer and they might be confident that it's not going to happen. But as uh, Carragher and Neville said on Monday Night Football tonight, it's it's doing no one any good the longer it rumbles on. And I always yeah. remember when Liverpool went to the High Court when we were trying to get Hicks and Gillette out. I remember thinking it could take months. And it wasn't money talks. They were in court the, the following Monday. And I remember saying, how is it in court so quick? And it's like, if you pay the money, you get in court. I don't know yeah. why it can't be fast-tracked to have a resolution now because we're talking not just multi-millions, but multi-billion pound sport here with all these teams involved, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I think, like you said, it's within everybody's best interest to get it sorted quickly. If there's a resolution, then we know how... They know how they want to move forward with it, if they're going to put any sanctions in place. Um, but I'd, like you said, they've already had an investigation through 
sort of the UEFA governing body, which they've only got a specific length of time where they can investigate on something, so the time ran out, so that stopped. So there's obviously something there, you would think, but to what degree, what sort of impact it would have in terms of the team that they can build, who knows? Do you know what I mean? Like I said, that's the bit that's guesswork. We can't categorically say if they weren't doing that, those players wouldn't be at the club. We just don't know yet to what extent they've potentially been cheating. So we have to we have to wait until the investigation um, pans out. But like you said, the quicker it's done, the better for everyone. Do you know what stinks to me that they're guilty? Go on. Is the way they pulled back on their net spend the last couple of years? Yeah. It's like they're trying to cover up, brush some things under the carpet, look compliant to yeah, yeah. to get rid of the no smoke without fire and all that. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to be bitter. Congratulations to Man City. Commiserations to Arsenal. As a Liverpool fan, I certainly know what it's like to be in a title race and to ultimately be heartbroken at the end of the season. Um Unfortunately for Arsenal, we did manage to take it to the last day, to the last 15 minutes last season. And that was yeah. the most heartbreaking it's ever been for me. People still mm. go on about the Gerrard slip, but people don't talk enough about Aston Villa winning two on nil. 75 minutes, 2-0 at the Etihad. That is more heartbreaking than the Steven Gerrard slip every day of the week. Um, but yeah, mm. Arsenal couldn't hold it together, but we will do a, a video on Arsenal. We've got lots to talk about. Um, but yeah, congratulations to Man City and yeah. it's all on the treble now. It's all on Inter Milan. Have they got any hope at all? I've tipped 5-0 to Man City. Yeah, the, it, yeah, 3-0. I can't see anything bar 3-0. Man City again. The brand, they just dominate. Like it's just going to be all Man City wave after wave. Have have Inter got it in them to come up with a game plan? If if Inter had Mourinho now, I'd be saying you don't, you never know. But I just nah, I just can't see anything but a Manchester City win. Do you know what I mean? Especially if they win the FA Cup as well, they'll go into that final bouncing. So yeah, um, between now and then, like you said yesterday, they kept everyone fresh. De Bruyne on the bench, Haaland on the bench, just chilling, ready, mate. They'll probably get a little run out 60 minutes next week in the final game um, just to get the legs going and then they'll be ready for the FA Cup final. The thing is, you know me, I always put football on paper. Like, it's dead easy. Like, as soon as you hit 30, you're done, you're dead. When I look at that Inter Milan side, Romelu Lukaku's 30 now. He's, he's yeah. dreadful. Premier League <laughs> failure. Um Mkhitaryan, Edin he's about 35 now. Edin Dzeko, all these Premier League has-beens that some of them I can't even believe they're still playing. <laughs> oh, no, and you look at that up against Man City, it is going to be an absolute car crash. Yeah, it could be a massacre. It could be a massacre, it really could. But like you said, I mean, I said this the other week and I didn't want it to seem like I was saying it because United haven't consistently been in the Champions League, but I think the competition... I don't like to say it, but it's not, it's lost a little bit of its glamour, a little bit. Like back in the day when it was on ITV and the teams were stacked, and I'm talking like the individuals in the teams in the mid mid the mid to late 90s were ridiculous. Early 2000s, man. Then Real Madrid sides, the Milan sides, Barca sides. The, the competition was a joke. Like literally 
you couldn't you didn't even think oh i want to draw them because every single team was tough do you know what i mean yeah. every single one like you think when liverpool came back against ac milan that ac milan team was disgusting do you know what i mean it was just a joke the players that they had so yeah i think like it pretty much sums the competition up you've got manchester city and real madrid who are absolutely levels above everybody else in the competition and and like you said, I think it's going to stay like that for a while in the Champions League. And it looks like United's going to be in it next year. Newcastle have made it tonight. So it, it's not... It, those teams, it's, you're neither there or here or there. I mean, we I, even the Europa League teams, I wouldn't say any of those um, Champions League teams exiting would go into the Europa League and definitely win it at all. I think it's quite tight apart from... Real Madrid and Manchester City. So, yeah, I think it's a Man City win. Comfortable. It's all on Man United then to stop the mm. treble. Um, oh. And really, from a Man United point of view, if you can't count on yourselves to do it, uh, it's not where you're re relying on another team to stop them. Um, you've got the job to do yourself. So, uh, I can't wait to watch that game, I've got to admit. Um, but, yeah, just to finish up, talking about the Champions League, you've only got to look at what Liverpool's run would have been if we didn't get beat by Napoli on that first match day one in the Champions League, we got yeah. smashed by Napoli. That cost us progression or that side of the draw. It would have been Eintracht Frankfurt, um, AC Milan, Inter Milan, and then you're in the final. We would have patterned mm. all three of them up, guaranteed, even with the season we've had. So, yeah, um, heartbreaking. Um mm. But yeah, nice one. Cheers, Trav. Congratulations to Man City. For me, mm. from me and Travis, no sour grapes here at all, apart from Manchester City are cheating bastards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you like what you've listened to, don't forget to smash a like. And if you're new to the channel, give it a subscribe as well. And me and Travis will join you on the next video. Cheers, Peace. brother. Oh!